0: The number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Any 821 5900 anytime to get a hold of Lior welcome to the employment hour back for another edition my friend if you haven't caught it yet Saturdays 10 a.m. you'll catch employment hour and 30 on global TV a half hour show a condensed version a very cool and informative slick version of what we do each week here for the past five years on the employment hour we always start brother with the week that was how are things. Hey Johnny, you know
1: it's been a very busy start to to the year and a lot of people calling, a lot of people having questions and and you know some people are losing their job. It's not unusual early in the year where uh, individ- or companies make changes, they get ready for the year ahead, and uh, sometimes that means restructuring people out of a job. That doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. That doesn't mean that uh, your employer is a bad person. It just means that those are the business realities faced. And now, though, if that happens to you, if you're kind of the, the victim of a restructuring uh, through no fault of your own, you have to look out for yourself. You have to make sure that you get what you're owed. And that's what we're here to talk about here and then and, and during the weekday shows and uh, even on TV and on global on the weekends. We're here to inform you about your legal rights to make sure that you know what you're owed if you lost your job or, or if something happened to you in the workplace. Uh, so believe me, if you're going to be losing your job, you're going to be staring at a severance pa- paper. That paper is going to provide for a lot less than what you're actually owed. So stay tuned to find out exactly how much you're owed so that you don't get taken for a ride. So I'll start with a couple situations, John, that uh, I think are important to talk about, uh, some things that have come across my desk uh, recently. First one, John, involved a gentleman that had been off uh, on a medical uh, leave of absence for about a, a year and, and 10 months, just shy of two years, yep. uh, because of a, of a injury that he had had unrelated to work. And uh, he's been off, his employer let him be off, and he was getting long-term disability benefits, Well, wouldn't you know it, a few days ago, he received a letter from the insurance company that was copied to his employer saying, we're going to be cutting you off in a few weeks. Uh, We think you should be able to return to work. Uh, And his employer immediately saw that letter and said, well, we're expecting you to come back to work. And if you don't come back to work, then we'll consider you to have resigned. Now, this person obviously was distraught. He still felt unable to work. His doctor felt that he was unable to work. And here he has an insurance company saying they're going to stop paying him and his employer telling him he's essentially going to be resigned or let go if he doesn't show up. So obviously a, di- a difficult situation. And he called me. So what I said to him is two things. Number one, it's very common for an insurance company, a long-term disability insurance company, to try to cut you off uh, just because they want to, not because you're ready, because they're in the business of cutting people off. And usually that happens after being off for around two years. So we can deal with the insurance company. We can get them off your back, get them to either continue paying you or to to pay you a lump sum payment uh, for for any future losses you may have. So we can deal with that. And then with respect to your employer, it doesn't actually matter what the insurance company says as relates to your employer. With respect to your employer, the only thing that matters, the only thing is what your doctor has to say. So if your doctor, that's what I told him, if your doctor says you can't work, doesn't matter what the insurance company says, doesn't matter what the, the company thinks, that's it. Your judge, as I like to say, is judge and jury when it comes to your ability to be off work. So in this situation, because your employer is uh, bound to listen to your doctor, if they're going to consider you have resigned, that's a human rights violation. That could be a wrongful dismissal. It's just a very bad idea for the company to do that. So I'm going to be dealing with his uh, employer My colleagues uh, that practice in the area of uh, of insurance and disability are going to be helping him with the insurance company. And we're hopefully going to take this bad situation, cut off by the insurance company, threatened by his employer, and fix it. But this situation, John, is not unusual. I see this all the time. An insurance company cuts you off. Your employer immediately jumps on and says, well, wait a second, and you better come to work or else. No, let's take a break. Let's remember what matters and what matters is what your doctor says you always if you have your doctor supporting you frankly that's all you need and if there's any issues any problems People, uh, John, should, uh, John, give me a call. It's simple as that.
0: That number, 1 855 821 5900, help at employmenthour.com. Anytime to reach Leor and the firm as well. What else you got going on?
1: Well, I wanted to touch on uh, something we, we did touch on on, on our uh, uh, weekday show recently, and it's been all over the news, and that is uh, the, the, the Tim Hortons thing. And, uh, and you know, the, the story about them changing, which, or one at yeah. least one Tim Hortons franchise changing some of the terms of employment of its employees because of the changes to minimum wage uh, in the province and what that means. So I want to make it very clear here just for those wondering what this is all about or if you're working for a company that's going to try to change the terms of employment because of the fact that uh, now they're spending more money on, on minimum wage. Well, an employer, and Tim, whether it's Tim Hortons or any employer, does not have the right to change the terms of employment in a significant way. So we heard with respect to Tim Hortons that the employer was saying, we're, no, we're not going to give you paid breaks, we're going to make you pay for your benefits, et cetera. Those are significant changes. No one can argue that, which means Tim Hortons is not really allowed to do it. But because they're not allowed, that doesn't necessarily, John, mean that we can stop them. Right. There's no uh, legal mechanism to to make a court order them to stop. What it means is that the employees have a choice. They can accept these changes, continue working, or they can treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with their severance. Now, for many of these employees, you know, they may not be making a lot of money at Tim Hortons. You know, they may be making minimum wage, and perhaps some of them are younger. So their termination entitlements may not be significant. Again, I don't know what they are. Yeah. So for some of these individuals, it may not make sense to pursue a constructive dismissal. So the net effect of that is that Tim Hortons and some other employers may be able to, quote-unquote, get away with it. But it doesn't change the legal analysis is that the employer cannot change the terms of employment in a significant way. They cannot decide to take away entitlements that you have. So whether that happens to you because you're working for a company that's affected by the minimum wage changes or in any other situation where your employer says, no, no, we're going to take away your your bonus or we're going to change your compensation structure. Or, we're going to demote you. Uh, We're going to relocate you. We're going to give you other responsibilities. If any of that happens, you really have to take a break uh, and and take a breath and understand what that means. If you accept these changes, you could, could be opening the door to future changes. You really, really have to get legal advice if that happens. It may be better in many cases to leave with severance and start fresh somewhere else.
0: We'll take a short break in that regard. one uh, 855 is the number. If you have any more questions or queries about that particular topic or anything else, you can get a hold of uh, Lior and a member of the team at that number. Help at employmenthour.com, and we'll touch on this as soon as we get back. First of all, emails. We'll do a ton of those today. And we'll get to the severance pay calculator, an amazing tool you should be aware of as well. It's all coming up here on the Employment Hour on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto and CHML. Employment Hour right here, the number one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't caught the TV show, that's uh, on Global TV Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Employment Hour and 30. Okay, severance pay calculator. We love this. It's been uh, hard to believe uh, about half a decade, people, and I mean literally hundreds of thousands of people have tried this. Lior, give us some details on it.
1: Well I alluded there in the previous segment to the fact that some people may find themselves you know the victims, if you will of restructuring through no fault of their own, losing their jobs and and staring at severance packages that are are inadequate. Well, it would be kind of silly for me to tell you hey your your severance package is inadequate if I couldn't give you an easy, easy way to find out what it should be right so if you lost your job, if you were concerned about losing your job or or maybe are just curious. The easiest, fastest, most accurate way to find out how much you're owed right now is you go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, it's severancepaycalculator.com, and you answer three simple questions, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And that's it. You're done. It's going to tell you how many weeks or months severance you should be getting, not what the company wants to give you or what they've offered, what they should be giving, what the law says you should have. It's easy. It's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. I haven't created it for any reason other than to give people access to this information. If you said, As you said, John, hundreds of thousands of people have used it over the f- uh, past four years or so that I've, I've had it. So make sure it's the first place you go to. And if you know someone, your, fr- your friend uh, across the road that, that lost his or her job, Tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com.
0: We'll get to a, a bunch of emails for the remainder of the show. Help at employmenthour.com Anytime you want to uh, send one over, we'll uh, we'll get to a few here. Richard's uh, first the Leor is "How come an employer can let me go with no notice if I did <laughs> nothing wrong?"
1: Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it is a question. You know, the question that Richard uh, just asked that I, I get often, and. I get this sometimes from people that are very upset and, and for good reason. You know, why and how can our laws allow an employer to just let me go if I did nothing wrong? Why you know, why should I lose this job that I work so hard in, yeah. spent so much time in? It's wrong. Well John, the short answer is yeah, it is wrong. And and if I'm talking about this not as a lawyer but as as a human being, yeah, it is wrong for someone to be let go just because of the employer's whim. That said, the fact that it's wrong, you know, from a, from a humane or, or human standpoint, doesn't change the reality that from a legal standpoint, an employer can do just that. Why? Well, I don't know. That's That's above my pay grade to answer why that is. What I can tell you is that the law provides that an employer can let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason, as long as proper severance is paid. Now... The problems are, and the problem is, and most cases uh, see this, is that the employer doesn't offer or doesn't pay proper severance, which makes it wrongful dismissal. So a wrongful dismissal really has nothing to do in most cases with the reason you were let go. It has everything to do with severance. That's why we talked about the calculator. That's why you have to give me a call because you could be staring at a severance letter that's fifty, sixty, a $100,000 even, less than what it needs to be. We're not talking about a few hundred dollars. We're not usually even talking about a few thousand dollars. We're talking about usually tens of thousands of dollars. So very important to get that advice. Now, the exception to the rule, the rule being that you can be let go for any reason, the exception is you cannot be let go for a discriminatory reason. You can't be let go because of your age or race or ethnicity or disability, etc. But as, as long as the employer is not being discriminatory, they can let you go. Why? I don't know. That is simply, the way, you know, the people that came up with our laws are older and smarter than me, I'm sure. That's what they decided, so that's what we have to work with.
0: one 821 5900 is the number. Anytime help at employmenthour.com. That's email. Andrew says, I'm on a disability leave, and my employer has just been sold. Can I lose my LTD coverage, and what does it mean for me?
1: Yeah, and uh, it's 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 you can't really lose your, your LTD coverage. If you're let go, and if you're on a... On a disability leave, John, then your, your LTD coverage continues, and that that's extremely important to understand. That uh, once you're on disability, you, the only way you can be cut off is if you're no longer disabled, or if you've turned 65. Uh, that's really the only way. So so it's important to to remember that. And people often get worried, and I understand that. But if you're on disability and you let go, you stay on. Sometimes the problems arise is if you're let go and you're not on a disability leave, but you have disability coverage as part of your employment relationship, uh, well, you know, oftentimes the employer is going to cut off the disability coverage immediately, the, the coverage itself. Well, what happens if you know, the next day, God forbid, you become sick or get into an accident, you wouldn't have disability coverage? So one of the things we try to negotiate as part of a severance offer, as part of a separation package Is either for the employer to continue the disability coverage or we negotiate an additional dollar amount in lieu of that uh, disability coverage. So, disability coverage is important. It's probably one of the more important types of coverage that an employee has. It's what's going to pay you if you can't work, it's what's going to pay you. If you don't have another way to support your family, so we have to pay attention to it. If we lose our job, absolutely.
0: I guess the only other way that that might come across if you're off and the end, the company's sold or you're gone from the job, and we talk about this, of course, all the time on Savannah Show, the Insurance Injury Law Show. If you get close to the two-year mark and the insurance uh, company says, you know what, it's about time you got off, uh, you got off coverage, right? That happens
1: all the time, yeah. and, and we, we we talked about it. You talk uh, with Savannah about it all the time. Uh, it's very, very common. If you're on disability coverage, you're probably going to get a letter right around that two year mark that the insurance company says, well, now it's time to get off. Now it's time to get back to work. And you're going to be shaking your head saying, well, wait a second. I still can't work. I'm yep. still, you know, barely, uh, the same person I, I was before. So that's something that we can deal with. And that's something we deal with every day. So don't be bullied by an insurance company. Don't be bullied by an employer. Give me a call if that ever happens.
0: One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is that number. It is help at employmenthour.com as well. Lots more of the show coming right up here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto and CHML. The number is 1 855 821 5900. Help at employmenthour.com. Getting through more of your, uh, your emails. We're uh, getting through the, the pile slowly but surely here that you get every week, every day for that matter, Leor. Daniela, next one up says Can Leor explain why there is such a big difference between what the severance calculator says and what the old Ministry of Labor says?
1: Well, you know, John, this is uh, always a question that I get. And, you know, this is an email from Daniela, but. This week alone, I've probably gotten three or four questions like that, either by voicemail, by, by phone, by, by email, asking me this exactly. Oftentimes, by the way, people ask me that after they use the severance calculator. They use the severance calculator, and they find out that they're owed 12 months' pay. And they say, well, wait a second, Lior. Uh, this must be wrong, or you must be misleading people. Because the Ministry of Labor tells me it's very clear. I get a week per year. That's eight weeks. And you tell me 12 months. So either there's a bug in the system or you're a liar. And, and I've had people say that to me. And you know what? I actually don't get upset when people say that to me because I understand why they would think that. So, so let's make it clear again here. This is so, so important. You know, if there's, a, if there's one thing I want our listeners to understand or, or keep in mind from all the years we've done this show, it's this. And that is the Employment Standards Act only provides for minimum entitlements, minimum entitlements. Now, the reason why I say the word minimum is because our courts have made it very clear, and the law is, that every employee is entitled to a lot more than the minimum. So because of that, when you call the Ministry of Labor, they only advise you of what the minimum is. They don't advise you what your full entitlements actually are. Your full entitlements can be 10 times the minimum. Sometimes it can be 30 times the minimum, depending on, on some situations. So that's what the calculator does. The severance calculator doesn't care about what your minimum entitlements are, because why should anyone care? You care about what your full entitlements are. So when you go to severancepaycalculator.com, when you speak with an employment lawyer like myself, you're going to find out what you're actually owed—the full entitlements—and which are usually based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So the Ministry of Labor, unfortunately, does mislead people, not intentionally. But they mislead people by telling them, here's what you're owed, not telling them the other part of the equation, and that is, here's what your minimum entitlements are, you could actually be owed a heck of a lot more than that. So that's why there's a big discrepancy between what I tell people, what the severance calculator tells people, and what the Ministry of Labor tells people. The Ministry of Labor outlines minimum entitlements. We don't really care about that because that's a small portion, that's 2%, whatever it is, of what you're actually owed. So uh, don't ever fall for that misconception, don't be confused by that, use the severance calculator, call me, find out exactly how much you're owed and don't accept anything less than that.
0: You know, it's funny, we talked about this for years and it would just take something as simple as a mystery, just to put a red line at the bottom saying, you might have further entitlements, please seek outside, whatever, professional help, a lawyer, yada, yada, yada. That's all they got to do. But they That's don't. one sentence, John, right? <laughs> right?
1: That's all it takes, uh. one sentence and think of the thousands of people that would not be misled. I mean, if you actually could quantify, and I don't know how anyone could, the number of people that have called the Ministry of Labor with those questions that got that incorrect information, we must be talking about thousands and thousands of people over the years because this is not a new problem. And and, and it's just it's just unbelievable to me that the Ministry of Labor still still to this day, 2018, still allows for that to happen. Uh, and, and to for employees to be misled by their own ministry of labor. Again, this is not a liberal versus conservative thing, okay? the Before the liberal government was in power and there was a conservative uh, government, they were just as guilty as doing that as anyone else. It's just the, what the government has always done that's wrong. And if you're listening to our show... Now you know better.
0: And the worst part of it is, I mean, if you if you end up filing a claim because of severance with the Ministry of Labor, you can't go back on that and seek the help of someone like you. Then you're really done.
1: But wait, it gets worse. Exactly, John. <laughs> it gets worse. Not only are you misled, oh. uh, if you file the complaint with the ministry based on that wrong information, and then you realize, oh, wait a second, that was wrong. I just heard Leora on the radio, so I'm owed a lot more. Well, guess what? If you file that complaint. Too bad. You're stuck. You can't get out of it. You can't pursue your full entitlements. So now you may be recovering four weeks pay instead of 10 months pay that you're actually owed. What a terrible situation. And again, if you're listening to us right now, if you're still confused about this, call me. Let me explain that to you again. You have to understand the difference between your minimum termination entitlements and your full termination entitlements.
0: Still got a couple minutes left to go. Before we break, we'll squeeze in another email. Uh, By the way, the number 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. Steve says, I usually work around 50 hours of overtime a month for which I get paid. My company just decided to hire another employee. So from now on, I will have no overtime. Can they do this? Well,
1: Steve, this is a, a, a great question. And, and the short answer is, well, no, they can't, irrespective of why they take away the overtime hours they work. doesn't matter if it's because they hired someone for other reasons. To the extent that this is something you did regularly, and now you're going to not do it and make less money, well, that's something they're not allowed to do. That's arguably a constructive dismissal. Now, the fact that they were not legally required to give you overtime to begin with doesn't matter. If they did... And if you can show that that was a regular and consistent part of your compensation, the company can't take it away. They can't uh, decide to give the hours to someone else and, as a result, pay you less. That's a constructive dismissal. You may be able to leave with severance. So, Steve, give me a call. They can't do that, and, and you shouldn't accept it because if you do, you're going to be stuck.
0: There's lots more on the way, One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 If you haven't checked it out yet, find out what your severance offer should be, the correct number, the dollar amount, severancepaycalculator.com. And we'll get back to you more of your emails, help at employmenthour.com as well. This is the Employment Hour here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and CHML one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the number get a hold of yours firm anytime. suggest you write down that number and keep it with you put you, uh, put it into your phone. Help at employmenthour. com as well. Leanne writes an email says uh, my boss announced that the company I work for is likely likely to shut down in the next year. Can I quit and get severance?
1: You know, it's a, obviously, it's very frustrating if you know that, uh, you know, you're kind of a dead man walking because yeah. the company's shutting down. You're going to be out of a job, you know, whether it's a month, a year, whatever it is, it's an uncomfortable situation. And you may be saying, well, why am I going to stick around? I want to leave. And that's understandable. And I probably would do the same. But I want to make it clear as it relates to, to severance. If you quit before your, your, your last day, before the company officially has let you go, then you give up to severance, okay? Because that's considered a resignation. The only way to get your full entitlements is to to stay there until the end. And at that point, the company may still owe you severance. Now, how much severance they may owe you depends on how much notice you received uh, of the termination of your employment. So if you know you know that a year from now, uh, the company is shutting down and, and you stay till the year, again, depending on the length of your employment and position, you may not be owed severance or may not be owed a lot of severance because you received a lot of notice. But that said, if you do quit, you can't say, well, uh, you were going to let me go a year from now, so I'm going to quit now and make you pay me out severance. That doesn't work. If you quit before the company has actually let you go, again, unless it's a constructive dismissal, uh, you don't get severance.
0: Do you ever have that conversation with someone like that and say, you know what, I know you guys are shutting down in a year or maybe six months later say, you know what, uh, can we come to some sort of financial deal that uh, I kind of scram now for for a lesser payout? Does that ever work? Uh,
1: scram! Is that a technical term, there, John? Yeah, it's a legal term, actually. It's yeah, a legal yeah. term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, doctrine, uh, doctrine of scram. That's I got right. it. Uh, no. So, first of all, your your employer can absolutely agree to to anything. You know, you no. can agree to to get paid more, less, anything. And, and it certainly never hurts to ask, as long as you're not quitting. So, if you go to an employer and say, "Hey, I'm quitting now. By the way, I want you to pay me money." What? Well, why would the employer pay you money if you're just quitting? So the way to do it is to say, I'd be willing to walk away now if we can come to term on some payment terms. So at that point, if the company is interested, they're just part ways now, part ways now instead of uh, delaying things, then, yeah, they'll probably be willing to talk and there's no harm in asking. But you're not quitting and then asking. You're saying, I'm willing to quit as long as uh, we can agree to terms. Uh, the worst thing that can happen if you do that, that the company says no, in which case you're exactly in the same situation, but that's a very good point, John, and an employer and an employee oftentimes do reach terms just like that.
0: One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred 821 5900 is the number. Anytime help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't caught our TV show, that runs Saturdays at 10 a.m. on Global TV, Employment Hour and 30. Check it out uh, this weekend, next weekend, the weekend after that. Weekends to follow. Uh, Brian Email says, I worked for a company for five years, then I quit. A year later, they convinced me to come back. Three years later, so we're talking eight, I guess, they just let me go. How much severance am I owed? Well,
1: it's a great question, and and it really comes down to whether the first uh, few years that he worked there before he quit, whether those count towards his uh, service. Now, because he was recruited back, and there's a good chance that the law would recognize his first few years. Now, I would want to know some more information here. I would want to know... Uh, the terms that he was hired back on, did he have to sign a probationary uh, yeah. term? Did he have to uh, sign a document that said that he they don't recognize service? Did they treat him as a new employee? Or did they not treat him as a new employee? But in many situations, you may actually have a lot more seniority than you realize. So in this case, he he could be an eight-year employee, or he may be a three-year employee. That the the thing that. Suggest to me that he may well be an eight-year employee is that they came to him they convinced him to come back and by doing that clearly they only did it because they knew that he had that that history because they knew that he knew what he was doing that he's not a new employee so if you've left the company and then they call you back and then uh, they've convinced you to come back you may actually have the law consider your past service as being continuous and being part of your full service so I wouldn't want him to give me a call off air. I want to see any employment agreement that he signed. I want to find out more about what happened when he did come back to the company. Because, yeah, he if he's an eight-year employee, the severance, obviously, as you know, John, is going to be a lot more than if he's a three-year employee. It could be the difference between, I don't know, 10 months' pay and four months' pay. So it's obviously a, a very important thing to to get to the bottom of.
0: Yeah, it's that word that you mentioned, convinced, that, that made me think. So if, if he just happened happened to go back to this company and say, oh, hey, guys, been a while. Yeah, I'll come work for you again. And they kind of agreed, not so much pulled him back. Would the same thing still apply?
1: Well, you know, certainly if he applied, you know, the company advertised for a position and he applied and went through an interview, et right. cetera, so he was more treated like a new employee, then it would be very difficult to show and to say that they recognized his past service. But if they brought him in because they knew who he was, because they knew that he's carrying that experience with the company with him, then you know the law says, well, wait a second, if you brought in an employee with five years seniority, you should treat him like an employee with five years seniority. You, you, you can't treat him as a, as a uh, experienced employee for one purpose and treat him as a new employee for another purpose, it's not fair. So you know the devil's in the details and that's where we wanna know what happened, how did he get the job, what was agreed to, what was signed, but in many cases, John, employees may have a lot more seniority than they realize, which means they also are owed much more severance than they realize.
0: And, of course, in any circumstance like this, whether you're convinced to go back or whether you go back on your own voluntarily, that, that employment agreement, have you look at it. Get them to send it to, to you before they sign anything. Yeah, right?
1: you know, I, I, I talk often and I talk always about, you know, having me review a severance offer, never, ever, ever sign off on a severance offer or accept on without yeah. me seeing it. But it's just as good an idea, John, to have me take a look at an employment agreement. Because oftentimes, an employee may sign an employment agreement when they started a job when they're very excited to join the company. But in that employment agreement, there may be terms that down the road can cost them tens of thousands of dollars. For example, there could be terms that limit their severance or that give the employer the ability to reduce their pay and change their job. We need to know what that is. Oftentimes, we can change those terms very easily. So don't find out... Five years later, that five years prior, you signed a terrible employment agreement. Now you're stuck with it. Uh, be proactive. Always a good idea to have an employment agreement reviewed. Uh, it could be uh, one of the best things that you can ever do.
0: Short break and right back at it. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The number, it is help at employmenthour.com. More your emails coming up here. And if you've got a moment, check out severancepaycalculator.com as well. It is the Employment Hour, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto and CHML. 1855 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com is the email and the email show continues here uh, today. Chip writes in says I've been working from home for the last three years. Count them. My uh, boss has told me that I have to start coming into the office two to three times a week. Can they do that? I don't want to.
1: You know, Chip, thanks for the, for the question. And and you know, it's interesting because if you're working from home exclusively, obviously that's a that's a great perk, that's a great th- you know thing to have. And If your employer at some point agreed to allow you to work from home, at that time, they didn't actually have to agree to it, right? They didn't have to uh, uh, agree to allow you to work from home. But if they did, and if they allowed you, it becomes a term of your employment, which means your employer can't just change it. They can say, you know, you had this great benefit up until now, you could work from home exclusively, but that's over. Now, you can only work from home half the time, and the other half, you have to come into the office. It doesn't work that way. That's a significant change to the terms of employment. So that brings us back to the old choice that you have to make. You have the choice now, and the choice is is really one of two things. You can either accept this change, and now you're not working from home anymore. Now you're working uh, just uh, part-time from home, part-time from the office, and that's fine. If that's what you decide is best for you, that's what you do. The other choice, though, you can make is to say, no, I'm not doing that. I, I don't agree. And if your employer says too bad, well, you can treat that as a termination of employment, as a constructive dismissal. That is a significant change. If you work exclusively from home, now it's going to be half. Not even a question that that is a constructive dismissal. So you can leave with your full severance if that's what you decide. Now, it's also quite possible in this situation, Chip, that if you tell your employer, no, I don't agree, I'm not going to do that, they may back off. They may realize... That that's not something they're allowed to do. They're just hoping you'll agree. But if you say no, I've I've structured my life around working from home. Uh, you know that's that's the only thing I can do. There's a decent chance that they may back off. And if that's what happens, that's your best case scenario. But if they don't back off, and if you're considering a constructive dismissal before you quit, before you do anything, I want you to call me. Let's do this right. And for our our, our listeners out there, again, a change, significant change to the terms of employment. Can and often does result in a
0: constructive dismissal. Because right now, I mean, you can see the writing on the wall. It's two to oh, maybe three times a week. Eh, eventually, it's going to be three to four, and then guess what? You're here Monday to Friday, son. You're not yeah, at home let's anymore. Not forget the weekends dude. Right? <laughs> no, right? You're right. That's yeah. exactly what it is, and and you know, it's a step.
1: And once you've opened that door, you've opened it a crack. It could be kicked open. Yeah. So you got to be careful. It's not just this one time change. It rarely is. So you got to think long-term, is this something that you're okay with? Are you okay now with working from the office five days a week? If you are, fine. If you're not, it may be uh, the right thing to treat that as a constructive dismissal, and hope that you can uh, find more convenient arrangements somewhere
0: else. Help at employmenthour.com and 1-855-821-5900. Find out what your severance offer should be, the correct number, severancepaycalculator.com as well. Good old-fashioned question here about severance pay. Stan says, myself, along with six other colleagues, just been let go because of cost-cutting. We all got two weeks' pay for each year's service. Is that what the law is? Is that what the law says?
1: Well, you know, I, I'm hoping that the reason why we got this question is because uh, stand in here our, our our first a few couple or first couple segments there yeah. because if he didn't and if our listeners did, they would know that that's not the right answer. It's not a week or two weeks per year or anything like that. So the one thing comment I want to make here is if you and a bunch of colleagues have been let go, uh, don't. There's really no point comparing notes. There's no point saying, oh, how much did you get? How much did did this person yeah. get? Because you all you all have different entitlements, and just because one person got more or less doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong. You uh, you you're all have different entitlements. You may be owed six months' pay, your colleague down the hall may be owed fifteen months' pay, and etc. So you have to do an individual analysis, and the easiest way to find out how much you're owed is you just call me, or you go to severancepaycalculator.com. But spoiler alert, it's not two weeks pay per year of service or, frankly, any other formula. And it's usually a lot more than two weeks per year of service. So you go to the severance calculator, find out how much you're owed. And if that's not what you've received, then you know what to do. You call me, and it's my job to get it for you. It's not complicated. It's not long. uh, It's not even particularly confrontational. So call me. Let's do this right.
0: An email from Sarah says, I am five months into my maternity leave and got a call on Friday that the company doesn't have a job for me and that they will be paying me severance. Are they allowed to do this?
1: Well, you know, I I get frustrated when I hear this because I've said this before. You don't mess with mama. You don't fire someone that's on a maternity leave. And, you know, let's give this employer for a second the benefit of the doubt. Let's assume that today, when when Sarah is five months into her 12-month maternity leave, uh, they may not have a job for her. Maybe they lost the contract. Maybe they closed the department. Maybe they've restructured. And they don't have a job. But wait a second. Sarah is not coming back to work now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. If she is like like many people, she may take the full 12 months, which means she's not back for another seven months. And you don't know, employer, what's going to happen seven months from now. Seven months from now, you may desperately desperately need Sarah back. So your legal obligation, employer, is to take her back to take her back at the end of her maternity leave. You can't assess right now whether seven months from now you'll be able to meet your legal obligation. So for an employer to terminate someone on maternity leave because in the future they won't have a job for the employee, that's wrong. That's inappropriate. That that in itself could be a violation of the Employment Standards Act, of the Human Rights Code, etc., An employer should not do that. So in this case, give me a call. Number one, I want to make sure that the severance is fair. But beyond that, we may be able to to get some additional compensation because the company really did not meet its legal obligations here. The only time the company can, can assess properly whether they can meet their obligations, whether they can take you back to work, is at the end of the maternity leave. Not in the middle, not in the beginning, not towards the end right at the end
0: and that number sarah and for you as well one 821 5900 help at employment dot com martin over to you says after 10 years with the company my last two performance reviews have not been good i'm afraid that the company is going to let me go what can i do what steps do i take
1: well if the performance reviews have not been good and if it's legitimate that they're not good then obviously you want to do everything you can to improve performance and maybe even let the company know what you've done Make sure that they're, that they're aware that you're not just sitting there ignoring the performance improvement plans, that you're doing everything possible, and, and here's what I've done to, to improve, and etc. cetera. Uh, now, if they're not legitimate, then you want to, of course, uh, provide feedback. You, if, if you don't think that the performance improvement plan is legitimate or that the performance reviews are legitimate, say so. Here's what actually happened, employer. You said that this is what I did. I didn't do that. Here's what I actually did. So don't be silent in the face of an improper or illegitimate performance review. Now, just because the performance reviews are legitimate or the negative reviews does not mean you can be let go for cause. It's still very, very difficult to let someone go for cause, even if their performance is not great. You can't really stop a company from letting you go if that's what they want to do. But what you definitely are able to do is make sure you get all the severance that you're owed. So try to keep the job by, by telling them what you've done to improve performance. But if they do let you go, don't assume just because of the performance reviews that you don't get severance. You, you are very likely to get every single dollar of severance that mm-hmm. you're owed that's when you give me a call and I'll make sure you get it.
0: 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to over to our pal Chuck here. says, I've been uh, trying to return to, back to work from a disability leave over the past month. I'm not getting any response from my employer. What is my next step?
1: Well, if if your employer is not responding to you, to me, it's the same as them saying, we're not taking you back. And in right. fact, it's arguably worse than that. It's more and more disrespectful than that. So uh, if you're... Put out those inquiries on on the record. If you've uh, you you know have emails or letter whatever that is following up with the company, then you're in a position potentially to treat your employment right now as being terminated, as well as potentially pursue it as a human rights violation. So there's two options that I see. Either I can give the company a kick in the pants for you and saying, "Hey, w- what gives? Chuck here has contacted you. You better respond to him," and they will respond, believe me, if I contact them. Or we can say, forget this. I'm going to treat my employment as being terminated and get the compensation that I'm owed. So we can do it either way, Chuck. Either way, I can help you. They will not ignore me. That I can promise you. So if you're in that situation, give me a call. Uh, it, it's, it's very disrespectful, and, and not to mention illegal,
0: for a company not to even try to bring someone back to work after uh, a disability leave. This is the Employment Hour here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and CHML. one 821 5900 is the number to get a hold of your anytime, or you can go to help at employmenthour.com. And that is where we are going for this uh, final email. Marge uh, writes in, says, My company just offered me a promotion, which I do not want to accept. I would like to know if they can fire me for rejecting said promotion.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, a promotion is not always a good thing, right? Sometimes a promotion can come with a lot more responsibility, a lot longer uh, uh, hours, more work, uh, and without a lot more pay. So sometimes a promotion can really benefit the employer and not so much the employee. So I'm not surprised to hear that, uh, you know, she may not necessarily want the promotion. So the question is, okay, what can the employer do if I say no to the promotion? Well, can an employer let you go because you refused a promotion? Well, yeah, because an employer, remember, can let you go pretty much for any reason. So they can let you go because it's Tuesday. They can let you go because uh, it's snowing outside. They can let you go because uh, you've refused a promotion. That said, if they let you go because you refused a promotion... Yeah. The employer does owe you your full severance. Absolutely. They can't say, well, you refused this so we can somehow let you go without compensation, without severance. Nonsense. That can't happen. So I don't know if your employer is going to let you go if you've refused the promotion. They might. If they do, you get severance. But here's what I would do. If you don't want to accept this promotion, then maybe tell the company. Tell the company why. Here's my concerns company. You know, maybe it's going to require more hours and I have these family responsibilities or, uh, you know, I don't feel that, uh, you know, it's, it's the right position for me. Maybe you can even negotiate better pay. If the concern is, you know, they're, they've offered me a promotion with more work, but they're only paying me $2,000 more a year. Well, maybe you can approach them and say, well, I can do it, but I think that for this job, it should be $10,000 more a year. You can use that to negotiate. Ultimately, if you don't accept a promotion, you cannot be let go for cause, which means if you are let go, you're owed your full severance, and that's when you call me, and I can make sure that that happens, uh, and you can ultimately then decide what's best for you to accept the promotion, continue working, or if the company's going to let you go, leave with severance.
0: And uh, Marge, again, the number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You already have the email address and severancepaycalculator.com as well. Uh, terminationquestions.com. We haven't talked about this for a while. I'll give you some details on it to refresh everyone.
1: Well, you know, we're we we, we we're here on the show, and we do live shows uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, and, and we answer questions both here on the weekend and on the live shows and on TV. But people have a lot of questions, and some people don't want to get on air, and I understand I probably wouldn't want to get on air myself if I was – uh you know listening so we created another forum for people to ask questions anonymously some people don't necessarily want to call me at the office and talk to me they just want to ask a question just let me ask my question and and i'll talk to you if if, if i need to so we created terminationquestions.com uh, again it's terminationquestions.com and the way it works is very simple you you log on and you, you post a question that comes to me and to the lawyers at my firm Again, anonymous, no strings attached, you don't need to uh, worry about anything, just ask your question and we'll answer it. Usually within a few minutes, we'll answer it. We've done, already answered thousands of questions, they're all on there Uh, and you can read some of those answers and, and you can post your questions. So it's just a very convenient way to ask those questions. You know, see it as an extension of this show where we provide information on your specific situation. Although that said, you know, despite the show, TV show, the radio show, termination questions, the calculator, I still maintain, John, my preference when it comes to, to speaking to people is to actually speak to people. Give me a call. Email me directly. Let's talk about it. Let's Because that way I can ask you questions and find out everything and I can give you specific advice about your situation. So don't don't be bashful. Uh, I'm not a bad guy. I only play one on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk. Let's make sure that uh, I can help you. Call me. Email me. On the show at the office. Terminationquestions.com. It's very easy to get a hold of me.
0: Some great stuff uh, today, my friend. We'll take it from there. In the meantime, you'll want to get a hold of the order. It's very simple, one It is help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't used it, we talked about it. referred to it several times today, as we always do, severancepaycalculator.com. You'll want to find out exactly the severance offer you should be owed, the dollar amount. Don't go by the paper in front of you or what a friend or what your Uncle Bob says. Use that tool. And again, the TV show, if you haven't caught it, it's uh, reasonably new. We love doing it every week. It is employment hour and thirty. 30- You will catch that Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on Global. Until next time, Employment Hour, right here, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto and CHML.